Thunder Media. On this edition of Inside Supercars, we speak to Brendan Hogan, who says the supercar field nowadays is as cutthroat and as tight as you've ever seen it. There's no crap teams and there's no crap drivers anymore, so you really got nowhere to hide if you don't get everything 100% right. Today on Inside Supercars, it's cool driving with the Cool Drive team manager, Brendan Hogan. I hope you'll stay with us. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Wetman, Craig Bell, and we're back with a man who's returned yesterday from Perth, and Brendan Hogan, the team manager at Blanchard's at Cool Drive Racing. Welcome back. All right, thanks guys for having me. It's always a big weekend in the West, um, because you do have minimal time on the ground there. We'll get to the subject uh, the first of, of of your weekend, um, your mid pack most of the weekend um, made some improvements, but overall it's just another tough day in the office. Yeah, it's just it shows how tight the category is. Like if you're if you're a little bit off, there's really no places to hide. Like there's no um, there's no crap teams and there's no crap drivers anymore. So yeah, you really um, you really got nowhere to hide if you don't get everything a hundred percent right. Um, the, the progress you made, obviously, in terms of uh, setup, both in a qualifying and racing sense, but you made progress. Ah, uh, not really. We sort of just um, shifted sands a little bit, but yeah, it's sort of it's hard one because you look at the time sheets and you whatever P thirteen P fourteen, but you actually look at the gap and you're not you're not chasing a huge time gap a lot of the time with supercars, so you can't really reinvent the wheel too much because otherwise you just um, got more chance of disappearing up the creek um, more than likely. As I was going to say, that the one great thing always when you've got a tight turnaround, which you've got with Winton coming up in a couple of weeks, is that you've got um, no forklift loading going on. Yeah, well, coming out of the weekend with with a straight car is is good because, yeah, there's a lot of – a lot of labour involved to to prepare these cars to the level that they have to be at. So yeah, coming out with a um, coming out with a straight car is good. Um, yeah, obviously we sort of feel for the guys at Team 18 because they got a fair bit of crash damage that they got to try and turn around quickly. But it's just we're, we've had our fair share of it as well, so it's just part of racing. And and racing in a category that's very man intensive, which is the very subject that we wanted to talk to you about because. While you're a, a uh, one-car team, you still have a fair number of people on the ground, don't you? Yeah, so we're there's only five of us full-time in the race team, but in terms of the actual people doing work on the car, like every one of us actually, like we all have a role to do on the car in terms of the car prep to turn it around, myself included. So 
in some aspects, we've got more people who work on the car than some teams. So, yeah, everyone who works in our team, everyone has a, a role to play in actually getting the car either in the truck or on the patch or whatever the task is for that day. There are desires. I mean, I know there aren't firm plans yet, but for Blanchards to go up to become a two-car team, aren't they? Yeah, I think that's always been the, the long-term plan, but I think just the staff shortages, not only in in, in our team, but in in our category and most motorsport categories are finding it incredibly hard to get staff that have experience and, yeah, staff that, um, want want to still do it, still have the passion, still have the drive to to want to do it. It's one of the things when I come back now, and of course I've had a, a gap of being three or four years from, from full time, is the number of new faces there. I mean, I'm sure there's a, a good number of people I do know, but there are a large number of new faces. And it's that thing of trying to find people who have a desire to be involved, but also the passion, as you say, to keep doing it. And uh, that's something it's pretty hard to do, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think the uh, I don't know. My my old man used to uh, give me a fair bit of stick about oh the kids these days are useless and blah 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 about about my generation. <laughs> and then you know, I'm sort of getting to the age where I'm I'm seeing these uh, young eighteen year old and nineteen year old kids coming through on apprenticeships, and I'm like, surely, surely I wasn't that bad <laughs> when when I was that age. But yeah, it's um. Yeah, I don't think it's just limited to to supercars. Like it just seems to be there's a, a significant cultural shift within Australia of people just wanting to get paid to do nothing and not actually want a job. Um, we actually spoke last week to Trevor Crisp from uh, Tape in Albury. Have you had experience with getting any of the uh, people who've come through Tape there? Yeah, yeah, we've we've had a um, we've had a couple um, come actually through Trevor's program. That worked for us. We had one one guy, Josh, last year, and then um, we've got we've actually got another Josh that we employed, and he's still with us this year. So, same thing. Like I think Trevor's at the same same opinion. It's just really hard to get these people in. But the way that the the way that particularly supercars is the the cars are so labour intensive. So these young kids come in with the passion and wanting to do it, but they just get burnt out because the cars are just so labor intensive just to just to turn up to the racetrack. So I think you find a lot of these blokes or ladies and and men coming through that program, they sort of get into supercars and like, wow, this is a lot more work than what I was expecting. And then they go and work at a dealership and or go be an electrician or something completely different. Which brings me on to possibly you haven't had a, a deep look yet, obviously, at Gen 3 because it's still being worked on, but have you seen enough of it to come to the conclusion that it will be less work-intensive, less labour-intensive? Oh, to be honest, we're, we're sort of – we're only really focusing on like, our team. We're only really focusing on, on what we can control at the moment. That's just purely on the, the current car that we run, so we haven't – We've sort of seen and had opportunities to, to to have a look at the Gen Three car, but we've sort of just really focusing on our on our current car because we sort of we don't really won't really have much influence over the Gen Three program, so we just stick to what to what we can control, and then um yeah when it once all the bugs get ironed out of it, then we'll then we'll tuck into it. Yeah, and obviously being the same position as the other ten or eleven teams as to what you get sort of thing is what you've got. Intensity in the the current cars. I mean, obviously, over the years, it's gone up and up and up. And but you've got so many uh, components, such as uprights and transaxles, 
that need servicing virtually every round, don't they? Um, oh no, the majority like the sub assembly stuff isn't isn't too bad. Like we've got a fairly good handle on that. Like that's not every round you have to do all that stuff. But the the one thing that is important is the um the panels and the the panel gaps and making sure your crash damage and your spares are all sorted. Like that's where we find the majority of our time gets smoked in making sure that we've got the spares all 100% right and the car that we're, that we're taking to the track is 100% like all the gaps look good on the car. There's no, yeah, no questionable components that we've got on the car in the truck. Like that's where all the labour is. And then, for instance, like a race on the weekend, majority, like we had three races and then every single one of those rear races, the, the rear bar and the beaver panels all smashed in on the car. And you don't get any any TV time for that, and it costs you a lot of money and a lot of labour just to just to replenish the stock in the truck and get to the next round for for no highlight reel crash. So your next meeting is at Winton. Yep, and and obviously it's a track that you've you've tested at at least once this year. You won't get another test day before the event. Uh, yeah, well, what our plan is so the truck yeah, should be back by tomorrow, Arvo, sometime probably. Seven, six or seven o'clock tomorrow night. So a couple of us are going to go in, unload the truck. Um, we're going to prep the car Thursday, Friday, probably Saturday, uh, coming Monday morning, and then um, pack the truck and go go up to Benalla on Monday, Arvo. Then, yeah, we've got a test day at Winton next Tuesday. And then, yeah, we'll turn the car around for the Winton round after the test day. So, yeah, we'll get we'll get one more day. And I think the majority of the Melbourne teams are, are going to that test day just to try and um, find yeah, find the magic bullet, which doesn't exist. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll um, yeah, go there and just make sure we've got a couple of our procedural th- things a bit more sorted and, yeah, test, test a couple of little items that we wanted to get 100% more clarity on before we go into a race meeting. Now, knowing team managers, race engineers, race mechanics and drivers, you're never satisfied unless you, you know, hold fastest lap and win every race. But how are you about the season so far? Um, oh, this season, like we've been, we've been there or thereabouts. Like Mirko and Slady have been working really well together for the past really 18 months. Um, so yeah, as I said, like the, the hardest thing in this category is not to push to develop too quickly because you really because you don't have much testing you can really disappear up your own backside really quickly so we, we've got a well Slady and Mirko have got a, a really good base set up that they're they're really comfortable with it at most tracks yeah over the weekend was the first time that we actually didn't make that that big step into the into the, the competitiveness that we had been but yeah it's just it is a tough category like we just yeah it's the same. It's the same for everyone, and some teams you see have massive performance swings from round to round, and we're just trying to. Yeah, I think that was a bad round for us, and yeah, if we can come away with the top ten on a bad round, then I think we're we're definitely heading in the right direction um, for our, our team. All right. Well, thank you very much, Brendan Hogan, for joining us on Inside Supercars. We wish you all the very best on a test day, but the weekend at Winton, and we look forward to catching up on the day and. Uh, getting some first-hand comments from you. Thank you for joining us again, Brendan Hogan. All right, thanks again for having me, guys. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.
The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.